Welcome to the IFNZ Podcast. We're going to take you on a ride. You like what you hear? Check us out on our website, ifnzpodcast.com. As well as our Facebook page, facebook.com slash ifnzpodcast. Please be sure to like, subscribe, and leave a review for the show. It really helps us out. And as always, enjoy the show again. I, I don't know. When it's a Hey everybody, welcome to the IFNZ Podcast, episode 92, the totally tubular, hella gnarly, 80s themed episode, part uno. Word. I like that. That's very uh, cowabunga-rific, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Did they say bro in the time, in, in the 80s? Uh, we can say they did, I don't know. I say radical. If we were playing still these days, even if, I, I don't know if that's okay to do, but I say uh, I say radical. Let's just say that most of the slang that we use we got from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle cartoon. Absolutely, <laughs> I still watch it to this day. Absolutely, I showed Betty two episodes of uh, season two or volume two, I guess yeah, technically sure, of, yeah. uh, of the old show. Uh, we watched a couple episodes. Uh, I think that was. Uh, just just a couple of days ago, which is it is that's an '80s cartoon. It started in the it '80s, is very much so. It is one of uh, I went through and just kind of I jotted down some uh, of my favorite childhood uh, '80s cartoons. Uh, yeah, just kind of thinking about things and thought it might be a way for us to get a little warmed up in it all and just kind of uh, we've got a, a sort of game for everybody today but we're also just going to be kind of reminiscing about our favorite 80s things I personally was born in 88 so I can't I'm not going to be a poser I'm not going to tell you that like oh all the 80s stuff I'm all about it but like I was born in 1986 <laughs> but there is a lot of things that I, I think had a lot of influence and spilled out into the 90s but were originated in the 80s uh, that I remember heavily and uh, and much like. And there's a lot of stuff in syndication that uh, I saw growing up that wasn't necessarily airing at that time or would, like was on the radio, but it was it wasn't necessarily from that exact time. So it's 80s stuff for sure. You know what? You said syndication. You know what came to mind? Uh, the crime syndicate when they do the intro for Law and Order. No uh, dashboard, and I went syndicated. <laughs> and that's vindicated. <laughs> I know, <laughs> but that's the first thing I I said syndicated in my. I head. like it. Yeah, that was my internal joke, but I wanted to make sure I had told you that was going on. I dig it. Can you dig it? The Warriors. Can you dig it? That's Although not, we established last time that was the seventies. Seventies. Yes, I was going to say that doesn't really work in it. Um, don't. Don't mix and match here. <laughs> Before we get into our games that we've got uh, for everyone, uh, let's just talk about a little bit of cartoons. No competition, just some some alley, some uh, walk down the alleyway, the dark, uh, the dark nasty alleyway that is eighties cartoons. Um, and and Why does it have to be an alleyway? <laughs> I don't know. That's and just, dark and nasty. <laughs> it's a dank nasty alley, uh, which is. Uh, also, uh, my friend from college was Dank Nasty Alley. Uh, <laughs> what's she up to these days? I don't know. I haven't seen her since college. Uh, good call. <laughs> I don't know. Um, so, like Chip and Dale, so, like, you name one and I name one. Let's do that. 
okay. Chippendale Rescue Rangers started in the 80s. I didn't actually realize that that started in the 80s, but I was a Chippendale kid. Uh, I dressed in little tuxedos. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, just dan- dancing for other like seven or eight year old people. Yes. And just like dancing around me like, hey, you like this peach fuzz? Oh, uh, yes. I was. I learned it by watching Farley. Uh, we talked about uh, talked about it a second ago. My, my all time favorite is always going to be Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Which uh, the comic book started in the 80s as well, which. Is obviously just kind of loosely, they're loosely connected in that they're same creators, but they changed a lot of things for the series. But yeah, uh, the comic started in 84, I do believe, mm-hmm. is uh, when that kicked off. And then what we're talking about, 88, I think maybe when the series was 87, 87. That's crazy. Yeah. Can you imagine like, so 84. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, comic book comes out. Mm-hmm. And, and within a three-year time span, they it was popular yes. to warrant a television show it's for kids. It's an indie book. An indie book is uh, is comes out. And then like with, we think things happen fast now when like Netflix picks up something and like pushes it out. And it's like, oh, my gosh, that comic just dropped like three years ago. And now Robert Kirkman's got the, uh, like a new TV show for Outcast or something like that. There's this. Who is your favorite uh, good guy character from the Turtles verse. Oh, I mean, it can be a turtle. I just meant like, I'm, yeah, I mean, I, like, I, I don't want to limit it to just the four turtles. It could be the turtles. It could On, be splinter. It could be any of those guys in the cartoon. It was mm-hmm. definitely, um, Mikey. Yeah. Orange, right? Yes. Yes. Mikey is orange. Uh, Mikey was definitely my favorite in the movies. I always thought that Casey Jones was a BA and that was, that was like my go-to, but before, before the movie, like Casey Jones is okay in the cartoon, but Mikey was like the, the silly goose guy. So like, I always flock towards him. How about you? I've always dug, uh, Donatello. Yeah. A lot. Uh, and, and I've always dug Casey Jones as well. Uh, probably my two favorite good guy characters, I guess, based on the comic book, uh, stuff too i I would probably go the same route honestly i've always just been a really big donatello fan yeah what about villains who's your favorite villain in their their villain verse i gotta i gotta pick two it's always been bebop and rocksteady yeah and i just i like how ridiculous they are and like the punker the punk rocker kind of thug kind of thing almost kind of remind me of the same vein of how uh they drew the 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 mutants in the Dark Knight Returns, like they kind of yeah. were kind of in that same vibe. Uh, so that they're definitely my fave. Cool. How about you? Uh, I think mine is maybe Baxter Baxter Stockman. Who's that? I don't know if I'm familiar. Uh, he's a scientist character that works for Shredder directly, okay. and I guess kind of in turn also works for Krang. But uh, he ends up fucking up an experiment on himself, and he's the guy that becomes the human fly oh, on the show. He's got, gotcha. like, the laser blasters and flies around, but he's still, like, the same, like, crazy mad scientist kind of guy. But he's also a mad scientist that now has, like, fucking fly abilities, like superhuman strength and all kinds of stuff that fly around. Uh, but he's always just kind of a really cool character to me. A lot of iconic characters that are villains in the Ninja Turtles yeah. series. Like, I've always... I was like Rat King. I don't know why. Shredder is like the best villain, but I mean, everybody would probably pick Shredder. Mm-hmm. I mean, Krang's not really too much because he's just kind of there. Yeah. But 
Yeah. I forgot about I was, uh, I was Doug Baxter. I don't they didn't ever make the TV show, but the the mutinimals uh I dug uh did they did they ever hit the TV show or they always just comic book uh no, offshoot? I don't, I, I don't remember. If it there was a lot of stuff that was uh really what I would consider potentially like B side characters <laughs> from the comic books that didn't get as much love yeah. kind of a thing that would end up coming into the television series way closer toward the end. Okay. It was almost like at the end, they were like, not as many kids are watching us now. We're about close to wrapping things up. So let's fan just, service. Let's throw in all the fan service shit that we want. Yeah. Kind of thing. So they started throwing in all the different ones for sure. Uh, I don't think they were, I think they were just straight up comic book. And it was all like the the '90s Archie series uh, they were in, but I was Mondo Gecko was a, a big uh, I liked him a lot too uh, cool. from that. But yeah, they're TMNT. Any other favorite any other favorite cartoons? Uh, oh yeah, uh, you got things like obviously the Adventures of Gummy Bears uh, was a big '80s thing. That was uh, a show I remember being on when I was a kid. Uh, but never catching it like and I, again because I mean you're talking about like regular basic cable uh, we didn't we had the Disney Channel when they gave it away for free for like a week when you had the like the basic cable package they would give you yeah, yeah. Like, here's the Disney Channel for a week and see what you're missing because your parents can't afford to get the regular Disney Channel on a, on a regular basis. Um, and so I'd be like, Oh, what's this? And then later on I would realize, Oh, that's the gummy bears. And that's an awesome show. And just kind of, and that's like the first of the Disney afternoon kind of shows. Like when it was Mm -hmm. kicking off, like DuckTales obviously was original there. Uh, and, and, and gummy bears is like, Oh, this is, we've got something here. And and, it's all like within the wheelhouse of like 86 to 88. They really kicked up all of the, Saturday morning cartoon favorite block stuff that you would get from all of the Disney stuff like DuckTales and Gummy Bears and Tailspin and uh, Chip and Dale and all that stuff. Yeah. And it didn't uh, uh, it didn't get to stick around very well. You know, like I don't think it had the staying power with everybody once it went out of rotation. Uh, mm-hmm. It was one of those shows that was like, that's ah, there. And, and thankfully, it's on Disney Plus now. So we really get to relive that whole uh, era, but there for a long time it was like gummy. What? Like you talking about the candy? No, I'm talking about the show, guys. Come on. Uh, one of my other favorites uh, that I didn't realize was this old is uh, Inspector Gadget. So I came have in 1983. That yeah, that's yeah. I didn't realize it was that that old. When though. you look that's at really the animation, crazy. you go, yeah, that makes complete sense. When you actually go back, but no, I never thought that it was that old either. I agree with you completely. But I was a hardcore Inspector Gadgeter. Gadgeteer? Uh, I don't think until like live action. We ne- in the cartoons we never actually got to see what Claw looked like, right? No, never. Never. Yeah, you just got the the hand and the cat. Yes, but I didn't know. Like we didn't actually get like live action stuff until <sighs> they did that those, those movies and stuff like that. But did they show the yeah, Claw with Matthew Broderick? Uh, I don't know if it was the first one or if it was the second one. But okay, they did. I don't know who played him. French with the French Stewart Inspector Gadget. It was on that one. Maybe I'm looking it up to see first live action film. The first one with Matthew Broderick. Okay. Uh, it was prepared by Rupert Everett. Yes. I do remember that now. Yep. Yep. Um, and then Tony Martin took over as the Dr. Claw in the sequel. So I guess that's the one French Stewart. Yes. I never watched that one, but I knew, he, <laughs> I, I knew either. there was a claw in something. I knew I didn't want to see it. I think, 
Yes. Uh, G.I. Joe was one that I I was never a big G.I. Joe fan, but for some Me reason, either. when it was on, like I watched it. I remember like, mm-hmm. I mean, it's not like you had a bunch of options at that point in time. Like you get you get what you get if, it, if it's on and you want to watch uh, cartoons like you're watching G.I. Joe. But I do have some fond memories of G.I. Joe. I feel like. I was that way with G.I. Joe and with Transformers the same way. I Absolutely. didn't really get too in deep with uh, with Transformers. I was more of a uh, of like a He-Man and She-Ra fan because of like my brother mm-hmm. and because of Thomas and stuff at the time. And they, they were like obsessed and still to this day, more than likely, are both obsessed as far as I know. Sure, yeah. With, with He-Man and the Master of the Universe. Uh, so being that there's uh, some new He-Man coming down the pike yeah. is always uh, a plus in my family's eyes. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Uh, we also had uh, Garfield and Friends was a, a, a show that I have. Mm-hmm. I wasn't ever a Garfield fan, but a the and Friends uh, really did it for me. Uh, I, I liked the uh, Sheldon, the the egg that hadn't hatched yet. All the mm-hmm. the barnyard friends, the the crazy roosters, and I don't remember anybody but Sheldon's name, uh, the pig. Um, you know, all those people. I don't realize, but I mean, I did watch a lot of Simpsons growing up. That technically is 80s. Absolutely. It started in 89 for yeah. that first season. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved it. Another one that's on the list, too, that I just saw. Oh, Muppet Babies. Yep. I fucking loved Muppet Babies as a kid. I didn't realize that started in 84. That's but an early just one, like yeah. Inspector Gadget, you go back and it's that kind of animation You know style. exactly so what you're getting you, into. You know, you know what you're getting into as soon as you see it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I have some pretty fond memories of um, Toaster Waffles. And watching Flintstones kids. Oh. <laughs> like, I remember, like... I was like, Toaster Waffles, and I was like, is that a show? Because I don't know what you're talking no, about. No, like, on a Saturday morning... Egos. Uh, and getting uh, whatever frozen waffle there was. Probably not Egos. That would be my guess. Um, and... Uh, GV. Yeah, whatever the, the, the whatever great value was at that time. And uh, sitting down, uh, watching some Flintstone kids, and uh, that was... That's pretty good. I I I liked Flintstones growing up. I mean, it was it was around. Obviously, it was around and been around for years and years and years. But the Flintstone Kids was uh, kind of a, a cool approach to that, where you got to see all of them when they were little and and make up stories. And they still do that same trope to this day. Muppet Babies and Flintstone Kids is just we we see that repackaged over and over again with like oh, yeah. the newest Scooby Doo movie, the Scoob movie that's going to yes. be coming out digital is just the kid version of the Scooby Doo characters. Uh, which speaking of a pup named Scooby Doo is on my list. Uh, was another show that I I have fond memories of uh, eating me a nice frozen waffle in the morning. I really remember Saturday morning cartoons like super early, early like that style would have probably definitely just been when Ninja Turtles was on for me. Yeah. But it didn't really get more serious with, like, the serials and all that kind of shit until probably, like, mid-90s. Whenever I was, like, 9 or 10, I, I really remember sitting down and watching, like, early Nicktoons and, yeah. and uh, you know, Batman, Superman animated mm-hmm. series, Spider-Man, X-Men, all that shit. Yeah, absolutely. But we'll get to that in the 90s series. This isn't 90s. That's right. We're, we're on 80s. A uh, couple other things. Uh, the Don't sp- be grody, man. The Spider-Man series uh, cartoon was during that time. Uh, the first one. Uh, mm-hmm. The first cartoon. Uh, the Adv- New Adventures of Winnie the Pooh actually started then. I was a, a big Winnie the Pooh, Pooh kid. Bear, Winnie the yeah, Pooh that one. Bear. Yep. Uh, and not in the animation side, but do you remember Book of Pooh? Uh, where they Book were, where they were like the the like life size like dressed up like furries 
version they of worship, that? They worshipped a cult? No. <laughs> In a cult, they worshipped Pooh? They worshipped Pooh. But do you remember that show at all, The Book of Pooh? No, the only no. book of Pooh I the only book of Pooh I remember is uh, the one in Kingdom Hearts. Not Book of Pooh. Sorry, Welcome to Pooh Corner. No, I don't know what you're talking about either. Of <laughs> either way, I was wrong. It is it is Welcome to Pooh Cor- Corner. But uh that one they're just like furries version of uh of Winnie the Pooh and they were acting out stuff, but I like that. That one's an old show. Not old, 83 to 86. Uh, it looks really bad though. Like the, the quality is pretty poor on it. Uh, oh God. <laughs> I like this picture here of just, uh, the, the guy in the poo suit and stuff like that. Like you can clearly tell it's a poo suit and <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's real creepy looking. Absolutely. I love that show though. That one was good too. I don't like the piglet either. He's creepy too. I was obviously watching that in reruns since I wasn't, uh, quite alive at that point. And then, uh, there's a little, uh, little known, uh, cartoon called Denver, the last dinosaur. Uh, that was also something I remember fondly. Uh, it was a dinosaur that was, uh, brought into like the time of it all. And he like played Ooh. a peak guitar, electric guitar and wore sunglasses. And it was like Denver, the last dinosaur. And, uh, it was a, it was a pretty killer cartoon. I actually still own it and I've watched I it. I don't remember. I don't remember this, uh, at all, <laughs> but it reminds me of a Sega Genesis game called uh, Dinos, Dinos for Hire or Dinosaur for Hire. It, I think it's just Dinos for Hire. It could be where it came, where the idea came from. They were like, "Dim for the last dinosaur." Din- Dinosaurs for Hire. <laughs> Check it out. It's a it's a Sega classic. It's like a two D side scroller shoot 'em up game. Okay. Like in in a vein of like a I don't know, kind of like you mix like Battle Toads with like a Double Dragon kind of kind of a thing. Okay. Not really a beat em up. It's more of like kind of. I guess maybe Contra would probably be the closest I could compare it to. I gotcha. There was but a- you're uh, your dinosaurs that are uh, like bounty hunter, spy type creatures. Huh. Uh, you play as one of three characters, and uh, it's all about stopping uh, these other evil dinosaurs. Nice. Yeah, this guy was he was just hanging out with kids in a mall, like mm-hmm. and it was just like, oh man, how are we gonna convince people that this dinosaur is just a dude that's hanging out with us at the mall? That sounds like the plot of a Kevin Smith movie. <laughs> uh, but yeah, those are that's like my my childhood cartoons right there in nostalgic form. I I still have a lot of them. Watch them. Uh, I have like if I don't have all of them, I maybe I have a couple episodes here and there that I've been able to download or find if I can't get a, a DVD or a digital version that I can download. Um, but cartoons shape your world, man. They do. I I would assume they still do. But I mean, I don't know how many. I, well, I guess I do. I was gonna say I was like, I don't know how many cartoons people watch. It was like, there's a ton of cartoons. Yeah, uh, we watch them all the time. Now. Yeah, I do. Vampirina, Puppy Dog Pals, uh, Bluey. These are all baby kid ones, but I'm sure there's other kid kid ones that are on Disney and stuff that are really cool. Yeah, I think they've just like there's more variety now. Like before, when I think when we were kids, there was like cartoons, and it was just a genre. There's cartoons, bam enjoy them and now there's like adult cartoons there's baby cartoons there's age three to six cartoons and there's seven to nine cartoons and there's tween cartoons and like there's so many different categories that you like you just kind of live through um whereas i think we were all watching that no matter like if i was three and you were six and you know your brother was 18 like we were all like watching the same cartoon it was just called a cartoon at that point in time oh yeah so it's just it's just a little different. A little what a different. wild ride. 
Um, okay, so we are gonna we're gonna play some some uh, games uh, throughout this. A little a little something we're gonna trial run. Uh, this is probably part one of we're gonna say three. We've decided uh, of uh, of the series of uh, of this '80s show at least. Just so like all good things of the '70s and '80s, we have to make them in threes. It's a trilogy, uh, and we're gonna we're gonna shop this uh, game around. So if it gets a little funky and we get uh, to where we're stalling in the middle of it, uh, just know that we we don't really know what we're doing yet. Uh, game is called Hip Through the Decades, and we're gonna find out. Through the decades, the decades, the decades. Uh, we're gonna find out who is the hippest on the decade of the eighties. If it's Justin or I. Uh, oh shit! We've got a point system. Uh, there's no winners, no losers. Uh, we'll just find out who's more hip on the eighties. Uh, um, who's keeping score? Are you keeping score too? You have to keep your score. I'll keep mine. Oh uh, shit! <laughs> Let me open up Notepad. <laughs> Uh, that way I could type in equations. Because I figured we probably... How about a calculator? That'd probably work better, right? <laughs> yeah, that might work. Uh, <laughs> I figured we probably aren't going to tell everybody exactly what our ranking is every single time. We'll just kind of go through and we'll talk about it and we'll note what our score is as we're talking about it. Uh, we all know that I'm going to win always. Absolutely. I mean, it's based on honesty <laughs> for sure. Uh, so we've got a, a zero through five point scale of this. Which was way more complicated than I initially hoped it would be, but we can do. Uh, so zero will be a I've never seen it. You get zero points for it if you've never seen it, heard of it, whatever. Uh, you get one point if you've heard of it, so that's pretty cool. Uh, yeah. You get two points if you've consumed it and didn't like it. Three if you consumed it and you're neutral about it, kind of nu- lukewarm. Lukewarm? Yeah, there we go. Uh, lukewarm. <laughs> lukewarm. Uh, four if you've consumed it and liked it, and then you get an extra bonus point of five points if you still consume said thing to this day. Uh, oh. so, so it's all about our medias, um, and you know how we love our pieces of media around here. I was going to actually just rate it by meat. Uh, by meat cooking, but then I was like, that'll get way too complicated. If we're like, I've had uh, five wells and four medium wells, and so we'll go numbers, we'll go points. It'll work. Points. The the calculator works pretty good. So uh, we're gonna start off with uh, the top grossing films of the eighties. Uh, we're gonna do these in little sections. Uh, we're gonna break them up. I'm gonna go uh, since this is a three parter. We're gonna go. Uh, hey. Everybody that's out there, before you finish explaining, yeah, feel free to tweet us how good you are uh, with all of the, the the points and stuff like that. Tell us what your score was. How hip you are stuff. in the decade. Yeah, tell us how hip you are so we can be like, dude, you are so fucking hip <laughs> at Random Hero XIX on everything. Maybe by the time we get to... Uh or at IFNZ Podcast also. Uh, on everything. On everything. Uh, if you... Maybe by the time we get to the second part of this, we'll come up with, uh, you know, like when you play like the peg game at Cracker Barrel or whatever, and they're like, if you've got three pegs left, you're a genius and whatever. Maybe we'll have like like a cool like 80s type themed uh, name for whatever point range you're in uh, once we've shopped this out a little bit. Uh, if you've gotten points 10 through 15, you're grody to the max. Exactly. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Okay, so the movie part will go quick. Some of these will go pretty quickly. I'm not not trying to keep you guys here all night long. Um, 
So, uh, so we're going to go 10 to eight and then next time we'll go seven to five and then four to one on our final episode of this. So this is top grossing films of the eighties. Number 10 is Indiana Jones and the temple of doom from 1984 at a box office of $179 million. Where do you rate on Indiana Jones and the temple of doom? So whenever we say on a regular basis, what are we kind of judging this as? Like I'm like Let's I consume say, it on a regular basis and I watch it at least once a year kind of a thing. Is that like maybe even like have you seen it more than once and within the past five years? Okay, then it's a five for me. Okay, you're a five on that. I'm that gonna is, go as much as I love Raiders of the Lost Ark, I feel like I've always liked Temple of Doom a lot more, which is kind of sacrilege to a lot of indie fans. I love Temple of Doom. Yeah, but I just feel like because everybody's like Raiders is the definitive movie in that series. It's okay. the one that started it all, kind of a thing. But I honestly really liked Temple of Doom. Had it not been for uh, the female lead being so annoying, uh, it might be everybody's favorite. But I, I felt like story and continuity wise, I, I really really enjoyed it. So Temple I would go of, vibe with it for sure. Temple of Doom's the one with Data in it, right? Like the kids in it. Yeah, and the, uh, yeah. Doctor Jones. Yeah, like that's my that's the one that I remember as a kid. Like that's the one that stands out. I'm a four on this one. Um, I don't, I haven't watched in a long time though. I mean to, I always mean to circle back on Indiana Jones movies. Um, I just never find the time to do it. I should I know do that for a fact. I've at least watched this in the last five, probably the last three years on like TBS or something. Yeah, like for that. sure. There we've always got it running. Um, okay. So then number nine coming in Indiana Jones and the last crusade, 1989 with $179 million box office. Indiana. <laughs> Uh, I'm a four. I get on this. I like the movie. I've seen it, but it's not something I've seen within the last uh, even probably 10 years. I, honestly, I'm going to go with a five for this because I'm pretty sure I watched this the exact same day directly after because <laughs> <laughs> it was just a marathon. At the number eight, uh, I know you're all if it's over Raiders of the Lost Ark. I'm going to uh, lose it. <laughs> no, it's a uh, it's back to the future. 1985 with two hundred and ten million dollars. Uh, I'm a five on this one. Uh, I haven't watched the first one in the last five years. Okay. I know for a fact, cause I usually either catch two or three if I watch it. So I got, uh, I'll have to give it a four, okay. unfortunately, but yeah, I, I love it. Absolutely. It's iconic to me. It's good. Good flick. Um, okay. So that's our movies for today. We're going to, we're going to move on, uh, to video games. We like video games. Are we going to add these up? Like yeah. Just keep them running. Total? Yeah. Okay. We'll just grand total these suckers and, uh, just play them out. Uh, these are the uh, the top selling video games of the 1980s, according to uh, libguides.com. So who knows how accurate it is? But they are. I mean, they're they're the definitive answer in all things video gaming. <laughs> I go to libguide for all of my gaming news. Uh, it was the only website that I could find that actually gave me a top 10 best selling and not just like, here's my opinion on what's the best. Like, I just want to know they're probably actually getting numbers and figures from somewhere and yeah. just being like, but you yeah. know, kind of a thing. So this is probably legit for sure. Or at least close enough to be legit. Yeah. So these are, uh, once again, the bottom three of the top 10, uh, we have on number 10, 1986 Nintendo's golf. I'm a rock solid. What was, uh, I'm going to give it a two. <laughs> okay. So I have played it, but I didn't like it. I can't even tell you that I knew this game existed. So I'm a zero on this one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we have, wait, what is two? 
Two is I played it and didn't like it. Okay, what was one? Heard of it? I've just heard of it. Yeah. Okay. Just heard I'm of trying it. to make sure. I'm, I, yeah. yeah. I'm trying to make sure I get the scale right. I thought I said it right, but then at the same time, it's just like, did I mean one? Absolutely. Um, number nine coming in is 1984's Nintendo's Excite Bike. Uh, I guess I'd have to give this uh, a five. Okay. Or no, not a five. I lied. A three. Okay. I, I'm You're neutral very on warm it. Warm on it. Yeah. I, I everybody's usually pretty big on the Excite bike, but and I like it to a certain extent, but it's not my favorite as far as like NES titles go. This is one of those that like I I'm pretty sure I've played it at some point in time. I obviously knew it existed. I've got a, at least a point on the board, uh, but I, I probably feel like I played it as like a goof. After you had probably given goof. me an emulator of Nintendo, like an NES emulator on my computer. Yeah. And I was like, oh, Excite Bike, that's a classic. And then I played it for five seconds and was like, I'm done. Uh, no, like the last time I actually have legitimately played Excite Bike wasn't even playing Excite Bike. It was playing an Excite Bike like mini game inside <laughs> of like a WarioWare game because they have like all the fast, yeah. really fast, rapid WarioWare things. I think that was probably the last time I, because they have like. They have NES games as like little mini games in there, depending okay. on what characters stuff you're playing through. Yeah, and I think that Excite Bike was one of the like the mini games in it. Nice. Uh, and then number eight, our last one for uh, round one, it will be 1987's Zelda Two: The Adventure of Link. Uh, I'm trying to think. I mean, I, I definitely like. I'm going to give it a four. I like it a lot. Yeah, but uh, I, I haven't consumed it anywhere near recently enough to con- to be like within the five year yeah. mark. I'm going to say I'm going to give it a four. I do like this game. Also, I probably technically could get a five on this because I think I popped in and played it for a little bit once I got my switch uh, because it's on the the online thing. But I don't I can't say that I played it for a long period of time. So I'm not going to out of that out of the Legend of Zelda series. Uh, two is definitely like a dark horse bastard child because uh-huh. it doesn't give as much love. It's not of the format as far as like yeah. Zelda goes, but it has some of the best music of the franchise in it. That's okay. very iconic. It, it plays a lot of the music from Zelda two will play in like zones that you're playing in like smash brothers and shit. Even like it's, it's pretty iconic music from that game. Nice. Norse. Uh, let's head on to TV. Let's let's live in TV land for a little bit, which is I uh, ironically where these TV shows would live is TV land now. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not anymore. Maybe not. I guess probably like Roseanne and Boy Meets World would be on TV land these days. I think it is. It's it's more like Roseanne and shit like that. I feel Home like these these are on. Uh, there's a TV network that plays a lot of these shows, and that would be like uh, Cozy TV is the name of the network. Okay. Actually, I was watching Roseanne on Cozy TV last night. So yeah, uh, like uh, two nights ago, uh, we watched. Uh, they have like uh, a two-hour block on there at some point in time, in like the early afternoon at like five or six of the Munsters. Oh, and nice. We will, we'll turn that on and watch that occasionally. Cool. So starting at number ten on the, this is actually just an opinion piece here. This is not a an official okay. of anything. Uh, but top 10 uh, 80s uh, TV series. 
Uh, at number 10, we have the Golden Girls, uh, 1985 oh. through 1992. <laughs> Solid five all day there <laughs> from Justin. I fucking love the Golden Girls. I I do also love the Golden Girls. I don't think I can give it a, a five. I have to give it a four because I can't tell you when the last time is that I actually watched it. But I would if it was on. Like if I was guaranteed, I've watched an episode within the last year. <laughs> guaranteed. I like that. I like that. I have watched, uh, I have, I can say I've definitely watched documentaries uh, of like 80s TV shows, like within the last year where they show clips of it. And I was like, oh, I still love that show. It's so good. There's some uh, pretty sweet uh, handmade COVID masks or uh, just cloth masks, if you will. They don't okay. have to be COVID masks that <laughs> I, I've seen that are Golden Girl inspired that make me really, really, really want one. Uh, I forgot what the one that was B Arthur. It was a pun on B's name. Oh, okay. I forgot it was something B whatever. Like it was like B safe or something like that. And it had <laughs> the mask. The mask was a picture, like a hand drawn picture of her. Yeah. But she was also wearing a mask in the picture. <laughs> and it says B E A B safe. Nice. Yeah. Uh, coming at number nine, uh, everybody's favorite show, Mash. Uh, I'd have to give it a four. I haven't watched it in the last five years. Probably. I'm going to have to give it a three. Cause I just, I don't hate it, but it's not something I'm going to seek at any point. In I do time. love mash. I, I grew up watching mash with my mom and stuff. So it's, it's always been a really awesome show to me. It is. This is interesting. And the theme songs got really fucked up lyrics. So <laughs> according to at least uh, this ranker.com, which is kind of a, a neat little website. If you've never been to ranker.com, I would check it out. Um, and there is uh, it is obviously from 1972 to 1983. It was the time that it ran on its original run, uh, but it is categorized as a black comedy uh, mm-hmm. medical drama, sitcom, satire, military. Um, I wouldn't have put it into like the dark comedy realm, but I guess uh, they have to kind of have dark to. comedy because they are making light of what was going war on during the and, Korean yeah, war. Absolutely. Um, about not just like the medics, but about the, the people like in Korea that they're fighting and stuff. And they crack jokes about yeah. it just because it's, it's what would have been of the time absolutely. kind of thing. So I could see them saying it's like a, a dark comedy, but yeah. It's just a really iconic series. I don't know. I love it. Yeah. I said the, the actual TV show that has no lyrics, and I would assume that the that the song is that way because of being on syndication yeah. and on CBS and stuff like that, so they couldn't do it. But if you listen to the movie, it has the t- the same song, but it has the lyrics added into it. And it's all like the, the theme song is like uh, – is uh, suicide is painless and it brings on yeah, many changes. That's yeah. Right. It's like, it's all fucked up. I think that it's actually <laughs> called suicide is painless, right? Like that's the name of the song. Uh, it might be. I, I don't think, know the I actual think, name of it. I think perhaps but I just is. remember from the movie and just hearing it go, cause suicide is painless. <laughs> and just being like, wow, <laughs> this is I wonder wild. how many people saw this movie and are like humming that, th- those lyrics yeah. in their head to the theme <laughs> song while it's playing on TV. Yes. <laughs> Uh, and then number eight, uh, last in this category for tonight, is Three's Company. Three's Company, too. I haven't watched it in the last five years, but I do like it quite a bit. So I, I guess yeah. I'd have to give it a four as well. I'm a four on that one. Yep. It's good stuff. Good stuff, the old Three's Company. Um, okay, so let's skip along to music. And music. we decided we were going to do the Billboard Hot 100 number one singles of each can year. Can you announce this to me as Casey Kasem? <laughs> I don't think I can do a good Casey Kasem voice. I mean, it doesn't matter. 
So <laughs> if it's good or not, oh. it'd be fun. Um, okay, let me let me get. Hold on, wait. Prepped. You want me to? You want me to do one just so you can kind of get into the frame of it? I just I gotta I gotta try to remember Casey Kasem's voice. That's what I said. Do you want me to do an, my impersonation of it? And you, you can, can do it. Yeah. It. yeah, yeah, you can do one. Like uh, this is Casey Kasem. <laughs> uh, oh, I don't know if I can do any better than that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> for uh for 1980s number one billboard 100 i know this isn't working for me uh, <laughs> you sound like a cracked up version that's good keep going <laughs> uh <laughs> so 1980s number one billboard top 100 song is blondie's call me mm. where do you rank with blondie's call me i love blondie uh Mind, body, and spirit, especially body. Uh, and uh, I don't know how long it's been since I've heard it. I feel like I probably heard this song and saw the video for it anytime I was at S and B's. Yeah. Do you have it on a the playlist? Last five years. Let's put, so for music. I feel like I'm going to put it on there, but I, at the same time, I'm going to give it a four. I don't yeah. want to give it a top, top for five. for a for a five. Let's go for music. Music's a little bit easier. Do you have it in a rotation or on a playlist or anything that you listen to regularly on like Spotify or something? I would kind of categorize your number five as I like, do have like an '80s music playlist, and I I'm pretty certain that it's in it. Yeah, it's a, it's like an actual just generate. It's not something I made create or manufactured it, myself, sure. but it's from from Spotify themselves. It's like a '80s hits playlist, and I know for a fact that that's in there. And you're not skipping. Call me. You're not like, oh, that song again. Like you're no, not at all. You're I rocking out to it. it. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right. I do like Bond. For 1981, we have... You sound like a guy that used to come to the restaurant when I worked there <laughs> that's dead now. Uh, uh, I don't know. I can't think of his name. I'm not going to say his name. on, the, on That's the probably thing, good anyways, yeah. He used to call in, and he would tell us uh, whenever he would order burgers. This is a good story. <laughs> he would order burgers, and he'd be like, uh, Hi, this is uh, blah, and I uh, just wanted to call and order up a quick double cheeseburger, run that through the garbage, and order french fries and a Dr. Pepper. <laughs> and running it through the garbage meant... Uh, he wanted us to everything put everything on it. On it. Yeah, but his sense. term for it was run it through the garbage. I want to use was, that now. But he he's like a homeless dude, but he had like the best smooth, like what you would want to be as your jazz DJ voice ever. You would give it away for you would give it to him for free. You'd be like, it's ran through the garbage, man. Here it is. Yeah. And you just go for it. I, uh, I will try my damnedest to use run it through the garbage at some point in time. Uh, maybe we could even be together. Maybe it's the next road show we do. We take the show on the road. We go through a drive through. Dr- quickly drop off at Wendy's and be like, "Hey, could you run that through the garbage for me, please?" <laughs> yeah, just get a burger. Like, what do you want? Like, I'll have a baconator, but can you run it through the garbage? <laughs> I guess. <laughs> and, but what's scary is like they might actually like throw it in the garbage. To be like, garbage. he asked them to. You just see like a bunch of fucking old paper on it and stuff. <laughs> All right. So so my Casey Kasem isn't working too well? It's great. Okay. Keep going. All right. For 1981, we have... <laughs> we've got Kim Carnes's She's Got Betty Davis Eyes. I'm going to have to give this a solid three. I'm a four on this. I really like this song. Pretty neutral. I like the song, but yeah, I am I could do with or without it. And I, it's probably on that same playlist, but it might be one that I'll be like, nah. It, right? That, w- that would be one you might skip. Yeah. 
Uh, all right. So for 1982, we have Olivia Newton-John's Physical. Uh, I don't know. I don't really care for Physical. I so don't much, either. So I'm gonna probably give it a two. I'm a I'm a three. Like I'm neutral. I don't hate it. I don't I don't dislike it. But I'm not. I'm not yeah. seeking I mean, that. I guess I could say I dislike it because I don't really listen to it or go out of my way to listen to it. And it's definitely like I hear the five second jingle of the ba-ba-na-na, and I'm just like, nah, I don't think so. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. And then last but not least for this section for tonight, for round one, we're going to have 1983's The Police, Every Breath You Take. Every breath you take. I guess uh, I could go a, a, a solid three on this. I'm also a solid three on this. I'd, uh, I, I'm not never been like a crazy huge police fan, but there are other singles from the police that I do like more than this one. Roxanne. I really like Roxanne. Yes, it's great. Um, SOS. Is that what yep. that one's called? SOS. Yeah. yeah. I love SOS. That's a like, good that, song. That's a, that's a great song. But I mean. Or no, like, it's Message probably, in a Bottle. Sorry. Message in a Bottle. Yes, yep. yes, yes. Yep. That's my yep. bad. Yeah. We were close. We were we SOS were. might even be in parentheses. Who knows? It's like right after it is. <laughs> SOS. Um it's like the pad the SOS pad. Um mm-hmm. what the sauce pad. Am I am I forgetting anything? Do you want to do comics in this as well, or are we done with this? Uh we've got well we we don't really have any comics to talk about really. I mean we've got comics to talk about in a sense, but really it's just about like mile markers that happen. There's not any, I, there's nothing that I could find nothing that you want to rank, nothing to rank. Uh, you know, you talk about like in 1982, uh, Akira debuts, uh, mm-hmm. in the young magazine, uh, which is obviously a big thing. Uh, the American flag debuts, which is an indie book. That's kind of big. We talked about 1984 teenage mutant Ninja turtles comes out and premieres, uh, secret Wars starts for Marvel, um, and then the first uh, black costume for Spider-Man comes out in 1984 as well. Um, so there's some, some important things, but nothing that I felt like we could kind of really wrap on to. Uh, there's a lot of huge definitive stories that start really kicking up dirt, especially closer toward the end of the 80s. Absolutely. Leading into the 90s. Yeah. Wasn't doesn't. When did Infinity War start? Was that pure 90s or was that started in the late 80s? Ooh, uh, Infinity War. I That one I don't know. Or Infinity Gauntlet, rather. Yeah, I Infinity Gauntlet. That's true. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know if that is an 80s book or not. Uh, I know Crisis on Infinite Earths, which is a DC series, starts in 85. Uh, Gauntlet didn't start until 1991. 91. Okay, so it's right yeah, on the other side. Summer, summer of 91, so right on the other side. I was curious. I was like thinking, I was like, it might be like 88 or 89, but... Yeah. That's wrong. 86, you get Dark Knight Returns, the four-issue Frank Miller book, obviously. Watchmen's in, 80, in 86 as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, when that kicks off, you get uh, Mary Jane and Peter Parker getting married for probably the first time out of how many times they've gotten married uh, as an 87. Seven. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. There's so, yeah, there's just a lot. Um, and so, yeah, there's a lot of new big things that happen. Um within that time but it was kind of that the comic book side of it kind of is a difficult one to grab onto um when you know sandman starts in the 80s as well uh, there's a lot of pretty cool things that get kick-started that whole like swamp thing alan moore's take over the swamp thing happens in the 80s um 
all of your really iconic Vertigo stuff kicks up at that time. Uh, when comics start becoming an adult medium a little bit more and get taken seriously, that starts during the late 80s. Uh, yeah. And that's obviously iconic, but a little bit hard to gauge in a in a game of, of sorts to, to decide if you're really hip on the decades. Um, so I, th- I think that kind of wraps up our sections uh, that we wanted to cover for round one on this uh, on this game. So uh, do you, are you ready to reveal your number? My number is 48. I am at 44. So you are more hip to the decade. Just right now, though, we don't know. Yeah. If we can remember these scores, I'll try to remember to save it somewhere. It'd be, uh, it'd, so that way, maybe we can get a grand total at the end. You might true. blow me away in the next time. That's true. Uh, Especially in the music category, there might be a lot of like uh, other 80s songs that I'm just like, I don't know. I don't, the uh, People consider it definitive, but I'm like, I don't really care. About I will it. tell you that the next song, like the next year, 84 or whatever it is, uh, the song that is the top for that year uh, I'm a five on. It's just a, a all day, a, all day. It's purple rain. The Paula Abdul. No, oh. it's purple rain. I'm all day. Yeah, I'd be, a, I'd be a five on purple. All rain. day, every day. I was like, oh, that one's, that one's gonna be good. Absolutely. Just straight up on the list. Don't have to tell me where. I don't think so. I don't have it pulled <laughs> up anymore. But I don't think that it makes the top. I mean, it's probably it probably held a position for some point in time. But this is like the actual like the one that held the for the most weeks for that year. So I don't think straight up held it for like a, like a sex position. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly like that. I know we're not Good. doing albums, uh, but a, a little bit of a fun fact while we were while I was uh pulling uh different pieces of information there is the best-selling albums by year and um one of the things i saw in there was like that has to be a a a misprint this can't be right uh did you know that thriller was the top selling album of 83 and 84 uh no, but that, that, that does, totally yeah. makes sense to me. <laughs> I, was 100%. Like, I was like, holy cow. Like, I knew that album was big, <laughs> but it was actually so big that it was the top, gro- the biggest selling album of two different years. <laughs> yeah. Wild. Yeah, he, had, he had all the money in the 80s. Yeah. Yeah. In the 90s, and he probably just has. All the way until he died. I mean. Yeah, he, he had a lot of money. <laughs> a lot of the. <laughs> Dude dollars. made a fucking theme park in his backyard. He had a lot of money. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, we are uh, we're bringing back a classic, a for, classic for our for our decade show. We are we are that's what I heard. Oh, you heard right. <laughs> Quotes through the decades, eighties part one. That's Chad, right. It's time for Papa Bear to talk to you. Everybody, uh, everybody demanded it, and we provided. By everybody, it was like a grand total of three people told me that they were like, oh, I like this game. Hey, listen. Um, I don't know where how big our numbers are, so three could be everybody, as far as I know. <laughs> That's fine. Three people, me and you are listening. That's all that matters. That's right. We're having a good time. We get to hang out, and uh, we're essentially just making fun for ourselves to have with each other. And whoever listens is just that's bonus. Uh, so we're going to play it the same way that we always yep. play it. We're going to go through, do the quotes. I'm going to have you guess the year that the movie, uh, in question came out with. If you have any difficulties with it, I'll do my best to impersonate what's going on. Even if it's a conversation back and forth, mm-hmm. uh, it's not going to be good because a lot of these are voices I can't do. <laughs> so, uh, 
let's roll right into it. Number one. All right. Uh, just plain as day, just me reading it to you like a like a uh, like, like a, a human. regular old human would read a book. Uh, can you fly this plane and land it? Surely you can't be serious. I am serious, and don't call me Shirley. That would be airplane. Uh, ah, sure. it is airplane. Though I've but never what seen year it. Did airplane come out in? Can you believe I've never seen airplane? Ever? Yeah, I've never seen airplane. Wow. I don't like Leslie Nielsen. I love Leslie Nielsen, and this is like the start of his epitome of like slapstick comedy that would come from this. Like, there's a naked there, gun and all that stuff. There's two categories. There's people who like comedians that have premature white hair, and there's people who don't like comedians with premature white hair. And you fall into liking them, and I fall into mm-hmm. not. And I from just, premature white hair, like Steve Martin is another Steve one. Martin. He's great. That's it. I've got two. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, you like Mel Brooks movies. He didn't have premature white hair, but he is of that ilk of the same yeah. type or genre of comedy, if you will. He brings it differently. He's got a different delivery uh, than they do. And really, <laughs> good. honestly, real good. <laughs> <laughs> even I mean, honestly, Leslie Nielsen and, and Steve Martin have totally different deliveries on their approach, too. But yeah, but I mean, like, it's all of whenever I say like of the same ilk, I mean, like, it's all within that same genre of slack, slapstick comedy itself as like a big medium. But how that slapstick comedy is delivered is obviously going to be completely different. Yeah. And it's different writing and stuff yeah. like that, too. But I mean, I, it's all kind of in the same bubble. I enjoyed the delivery of Mel Brooks better. Like, I, I think I think that's where he he shines for me is like, I like that kind of older Jewish guy kind of delivery of like, what, what am I supposed to do? Kind of like, uh, think that was a horrible impression. Uh, that was a good, that was a good Jew, <laughs> but like I, he kind of fits that, that kind of, uh, pigeonholed kind of thing. But I like his, he's like Bernie Sanders is now like, it's kind of like falls right your, in your grandpa. Yeah. Like, no, not like my grandpa, uh, <laughs> not in real life. Somebody's grandpa. I meant like yes. a grandpa. He is like of a grandpa. Yeah. A great grandpa. Yeah. Like he's everybody's grandpa kind of a thing. Yeah. But I, I always enjoyed Mel Brooks. What year? A uh, year of airplane. I'm going to any of these in this right now are in between 1980 to 1984. I'm going to go right on the edge, and I'm going to say that this is an 84 film. This is 1980. Oh, wow. Really? Okay. Yeah, so right on the edge of the 70s. On the other edge. I, I used to, I grew up, uh, or not grew up, up until I, not. I don't know why I even started talking about it. Up until just now, <laughs> I thought that this film was 1978. Because a lot of things happened in 1978, film-wise, and I felt like this also fell into that wheelhouse, but gotcha. it doesn't. Uh Let's see. Somebody was born in 78. Uh, I mean, a lot of people right. were, but somebody I, I remember. Doesn't matter. Go ahead. My brother? Was your brother born in 78? Yeah. Maybe it was him. Uh, <laughs> we, have top men, we have top men working on it right now. Who? Top men. Oh. Um, it's a Mel Brooks movie. Um, it is... Let's see what came out. Spaceballs, um, and it came out in '83. And no, do you want do you want some help? Uh, sure, yeah, yeah. We, let's not give away the farm quite yet. Uh, we have top men working on it right now. Who? Top men. <laughs> um, still don't know. 
This is Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh, okay. Yeah, way off. <laughs> end, of, end of the movie, which came out in what year? Uh, Raiders came out in 81? Yes, okay. 1981. You get a good point in that one there. <laughs> uh, this is glue. Strong stuff. <laughs> oh, these are hard. Um, uh, the one after this? Not hard at all. So you're good. <laughs> I'm gonna say it is. Is it Novocaine? No. Um, okay. I will give you a hint as to who's saying this. Okay. It is Dan Aykroyd. Dan Aykroyd said this is Glue. Um, it's not a Blues Brothers movie. Um, or is it a Blues Brothers movie? Is it Blues Brothers? It's Blues Brothers. The 19, Blues Brothers. Eighty-two. No, oh. 1980. Oh, 80. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. I, Here's I the should've. next one. Sure. Are you ready? I'm ready. E.T. Phone Home. <laughs> um, that would be E.T. the Extraterrestrial of 1981. No. 83. No. 82? <laughs> 82. Oh, darn it. <laughs> I actually told Mandy, if you said anything other than E.T., the extraterrestrial. <laughs> it was wrong. I was going to tell you it was wrong. <laughs> Absolutely. So I was glad you said the whole thing because I was just like ready to be like wrong. wrong. <laughs> yeah. All right. Dang it. I, 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 I should have known the release date, uh, release year. And I'm down on myself about that one. Oh, dude, you were real close. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Out of four guesses, I got it wrong twice. You had three guesses. Yeah, but I there's only there's four years, right? Five. 80, 80, 81, 82, 83, 84. Five. Five. Five guesses. But you did it in three. I did it by three. Thank goodness. It would have been worse if you did five. So. <laughs> That's a good point. It would have been worse. A halfway. I get a half point. Uh, hey, everybody. We're all going to get laid. Oh. Um, not ooh, like, but uh, ooh. Uh... A voice would help with this one, but I can't do the voice really well. Let's see. Let's hear it then. I want to, now that you said that, I want to hear it. <laughs> hey, everybody. We're going to get laid. Oh, it's Rodney Dangerfield for sure. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's it has to be. What was he in around that time? He's, Everything. <laughs> he's wearing, yeah. Uh, he's probably wearing like a red satin robe and... Uh, I don't remember. I think I'm gonna feel real dumb when you say this, uh, but I'm gonna go ahead and I don't throw know it. That you've seen this because we've never really talked about it, so I'm not really sure. Probably not, but I would probably still know by the movie cover. Um, I'm For gonna sure. I'm gonna go ahead and throw it out as 81 though, just <laughs> just to throw out a year. You're wrong. It was 1980, and it was Caddyshack. Ah, uh, yeah, I have seen it, and it is Rodney uh, Dangerfield, right? Yeah, it was Rodney Dangerfield that said it. I'm glad that my. Uh, <laughs> my my thing was okay enough for you to get. Oh it. yeah, absolutely. I was I was worried it was gonna not come across. I guess I've never done a lot of danger field. Nah, quotes. but he's he's kind of he's one of those where you don't feel oh, confident about it, but then you, you get no respect. You feel right. yeah, exactly. You, get, you fall right into it with the respect one. Yeah, uh, they're here. <laughs> the quotes you're giving me are are very short and could apply to anything. <laughs> It could, and this one also the voice helps too. So, um, it is Spaceballs, 
and it's 1982. <laughs> the movie is 1982. I will let you have the year, but it's not Spaceballs. Do you want the quote? Uh, yeah, give me it with the okay. voice. They're here. Oh, I know what this is. Oh, my gosh. Um, oh, I'm blanking out. You got a lot of ETs behind you. I do. I do. Tell me about it. What is, what is it? Poltergeist. Yes. Okay. Little girl in front of the yep. TV. Exactly. Yep. I was like, as soon as you did, I was like, I know what we're talking about now. I'm in the, I'm in the right vein. Uh, no, I am your father. <laughs> that would be Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> and it is 1980. That is correct on both counts. I, you like it whenever I just deadbeat? Yes. Just say it as is without any emphasis? Yes. Oh, Star Wars Episode 4 or 5, Empire Strikes Back. The Empire yeah. Strikes Back. Honestly, I just typed in The Empire Strikes Back. The E.T. one was so given <laughs> yeah. that I was just like, I'm going to have him be really to, critical yeah. with it. But that one was going to be more of a gimme. Um, no, I don't hate Balboa. But I pity the fool, and I will destroy any man who tries to take what I got. That would be Rocky Three. Yes, uh, is it three? Yeah, I was Rocky like, I, I, Mr. That T has is, to be Rocky. That 3. is Clubber Lang, and it's eighty-four. Eighty-two is it? Okay. For some reason, I didn't think we were we were that high up by eighty-two. Oh man! In the numbers, buckle up. Are you ready? They were just putting them Rockies out like it was nobody's business. This is a long one. Okay. I like long ones. Uh, I'm going to be over here as one character and over here as another character. Okay. But for the listener, you just are one person. Yeah. Stay away. Why? I just want to go back to my room. Why? Well, I'm very confused and, and I just need a chance to think things over. You've had your whole fucking life to think things over. What good's a few minutes more going to do you now? Stay away from me. Please don't hurt me. I'm not going to hurt you. Stay away from me, Wendy. Stay away from me, darling. The light of my life. I'm not going to hurt you. You didn't let me finish my sentence. I said I'm not going to hurt you. I'm just going to bash your brains in. I'm going to bash them right the fuck in. <laughs> that would be The Shining. Yeah. And I'm going to say 83. 1980. 80. Okay. It's yeah. uh, earlier. Okay. But yeah. Trying definitely. to go back and forth. With, uh, try to jumble in the years. You, uh, that was good. I was, I, you, you went in and out of acting it and just saying it. Um, and I was like, I was really paying attention to it because you can't help yourself in some of those lines to like emphasize things instead of just reading well, it dry. On, if it's if it's in caps uh, that's like you had to kind yelling, of yelling yeah. so i kind of wanted to make sure i was presenting yeah. it a little bit more no i was I, I enjoyed that i was like i know this he says like you've had your whole fucking life yes. to think things <laughs> over uh where am i at on this okay here uh i'm literally just going page to page yeah <laughs> that's how i'm trying to mix them up i had to find the other page all right uh I could feel the Christmas noose beginning to tighten. What happened next was inevitable. Christmas noose. That's not a that's not a, a vacation Christmas vacation quote. I know that. Um and I think that's too early anyways. Let's see. Christmas noose began to tighten. 
It's not screwed. I can feel the Christmas noose beginning to tighten. Maybe what happened next was inevitable. It's not. It's not Scrooge because that's later on. Also, it's not during that time. Oh, what's a Christmas movie during that time? An adult Christmas movie. Um, not like that. You know what I mean? Isn't it adult Christmas movie though? Um, I would think so. I think it would have to be. Maybe it's for all ages, Shed. Is it the Christmas story? Is it a Christmas story, Shad? A Christmas story from 1981? It is a Christmas story from 1983. I'm horrible with the years. It's okay. I'm glad you got that it was a Christmas story, though. I just didn't really know how to. I was like, I can't. If I go with too iconic of a line on this, it's going to be a gimme. So I found this was like right before he said the really fast thing to the Santa Claus. And the Santa Claus just does the, you shoot your eye out, kid. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you want to dance or would you rather just suck face? <laughs> Is this a, like a like a Saturday Night Fever? Uh, it's not. It's not. Uh, that was in the seventies. Did the the movie was in the seventies too? I knew it took place like Saturday Night Fever was in, like it was the late seventies. Okay. I think it was seventy eight or seventy nine. Gotcha. Yeah, I wasn't. Like I wasn't sure on that one. Pretty uh, sure. Hmm, how does you want to suck face or dance? Um, you want to dance, or would you rather just suck face? Hmm. Let uh, me know if you need the voice. Let's go with the voice. You want the voice? Because I'm going to make a bad decision. Okay. Let me get my shakes going. Is it good? Can you tell I'm shaking? Uh-huh. You, you want to dance, or would you rather just suck face? <laughs> Does Sean, is that Sean Connery, and does he have the no, shakes like it's, that? No, it's Jimmy Stewart. I didn't really know how to do Jimmy Stewart voice. <laughs> That's all I got. He he's really old at this time. When we were doing, when you when you were initially talking about the shakes, I uh, I want to live again, Clarence. <laughs> that, that's that's my Jimmy Stewart. Is that okay? That uh, makes sense. Yeah, I I know it's what you're, not the same movie. No, <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. You want to dance? You want to dance, or would you rather just suck face? I don't even know if I know a movie that Jimmy Stewart was in besides "It's a Wonderful Life." <laughs> so I I don't know. I'm going to go with 1980 though. Saturday Night Fever came out in 1977. Oh, okay. It was a movie of the time. It like, was uh, as as time of. I kind of thought it was beat. like a like a uh, a Grease type situation where they like did a a, a period piece like for later. Yeah. But uh, what what year did you say? I just, I threw 1980 out there. It's 1981. Okay, and it is on Golden Pond. It was like one of the last movies that Jimmy Stewart ever oh, did. Never even heard of it. A classic older folks movie. Okay, like a he grumpy says old at the man. end of the movie to his uh, to his uh, to his wife in the movie, and he's referring to like you want to just dance or you want to kiss me, kind of a thing. Yeah, not like actually like give him head. <laughs> I I didn't I never knew I never thought for one moment I never that, knew that sucking right. face was what that equivalented to. All right, I understand. Fine. When he comes back oh wait. Hold on. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Okay. I was making I I thought I was reading two separate things uh, ah. and, and instead of one, but I I I didn't mess it up. All right. All right, I understand. Fine. When he comes back, I won't get in the way. Hmm. It's a war movie. Uh, kind of. It's, yeah. Uh, it's 
Um, all there are definitely wars going on. It's Forrest Gump. No. <laughs> Ah, uh, yes, the 1994 classic, Gold for, Forrest Gump. <laughs> um, gosh, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that it's MASH the movie <laughs> from 1983. The year is 1983, it's oh, not MASH the movie. I got a dumb point. We'll call those dumb points when I guess it for no reason. I can't really do a voice on this. No it's voice. more like, just like, all right, I understand. Fine. When he comes back, I won't get in the way. It's it's Michael J. Fox. No, no. You kind of you had a Michael J. Fox delivery a little bit. Was it because I was shaking all? <laughs> no. <laughs> you kind of like had like a oh doc like kind of like. No, I'm sorry. I don't really know how to do this. Do his voice. It's, it's uh, this the actor is Harrison Ford. Oh, the uh, a young up and comer at that point in time. Yes. 1983's Harrison Ford. He never in what movie? Oh, what would have Harrison done besides in 1983? An, besides the Indiana Jones movie, or is it is it an Indiana Jones movie? It's it is not, not an Indiana Jones. No, movie. he was in another series of films apart from Indiana Jones that you might know. Oh, is this is a Star Wars movie. 83. It's Return of the Jedi. This is Return of the Jedi. Oh. Wait, wait, what this point? is this is what Han says right before uh, uh, Leia says it's not like that. Uh, like whenever he asks her, "You love him?" Oh, like, okay. Yeah, of course I love him. She's like, he says, "All right, I understand. Fine." When he comes back, I won't get in the way. She's like, "It's not like that. He's my brother." And then they kiss, and he's just like, "Brother." <laughs> Like hey, mouse brother, he's got a he's got a, a grumble. So he's like, I understand. I don't get I don't get in the way. I don't think that that sounds like Harrison Ford now. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you know, you gotta go. You gotta work with what you got. It's more it's more distinct now. So he's got a little grumble. He's like, <sighs> Chad, you got three more. You're doing great. I I feel like I'm losing, but I'm good with that. Hey, there is no losers in this. It's only winners and. You're the winner. I'll keep my chin Every up. Time. I'll keep this chin up. You keep your chin up and your neck out, and anybody will trust you. That's right. No matter what, that's what that is. That's so I, trust right I look there. Like this. <laughs> you don't have to talk like that. <laughs> I have to if my chin's up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Don't you understand? When you give up on your dream, you die. That's a small child. Um. <laughs> That's a small child quote from 1981. No. <laughs> the movie is called uh, Oliver uh, and Company. <laughs> <laughs> it's an animated flick. When did the, Oliver and Company come out? I don't the, think that was an 80s movie. With the orange cat in it. Uh, I know what Oliver and Company is. It's a 1988 film. Uh and they sing songs with trash cans at some point, I think. This is not a 1988 film. Hey, is Oliver and Company on Disney Plus? I have no idea. I'm going to look that up while you're telling me Are what you this is. Are you not going to guess? I already did. Oliver and Company from 1988? <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> what's, your, what's your real guess? I, that's the best I got. Don't you understand? When you give up on your dreams, you die. Is it RuPaul? No. <laughs> Imagine I'm a woman. 
Not a small child. Maybe someone in their teens. Dancing. Oh, like dirty dancing? No. <laughs> like flash dancing? Maybe. Like flash dance? From from 1981? No. Two? Three? N- three. <laughs> flash dance. 1983. Very nice. Last two. Are you ready? Hey, yeah. But just to let you know, Oliver and Company is on Disney Plus in case you Thank wanted to watch God. it. Thank God. Yes. I think I've seen that movie once. It's been a long time since I've seen it. I used to, I, I have fond memories of the movie, but I do not remember watching it very recently. I would have given it a number four on our score uh, of things. Kill. What you got? Uh, oh, sexy girlfriend. <laughs> um, this is um, John Leguizamo. And... No. Um, What's that? What's that movie where him and um, the where he plays the son of Sam? <laughs> <laughs> no, not that one. Though I was just thinking about that movie the other day, and I was like, I need to rewatch that. That's a good movie. No, yeah. what's the movie where him and um, is it Kurt Russell? They they dress up like women and uh, two Wang Fu. No, uh, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. It's two, not that movie. Two Wong Fu. Two Wong Fu, yeah. <laughs> That's uh is that John Leguizamo? I have no idea. Seeing that movie? I think so. He does dress up as a woman in a movie. Uh it is. It's Patrick Swayze. That's who it was. Patrick Swayze, Wesley Snipes, and John Leguizamo uh in the nineteen ninety five movie Two Wong Fu, Thanks for Everything, Julie Newmar. You're really uh, close in that wheelhouse of the year, too. <laughs> oh, Sexy Girlfriend. 1980. Oh, Sexy Girlfriend is... Do you, 19, need, the, you need the voice? It's 1980. Will that help you if I do the voice? Absolutely. will always help me. The voice is... Oh, Sexy Girlfriend. Oh, that does help. I actually have heard this before. Um... Oh, I think I know this one. I got really close to the microphone. Um, yeah, I don't know. This is 16 Candles. Yes. The 1984 classic. That is a really that is a classic. That's a movie and I haven't last- seen in a long time, but used to watch on a regular basis. My mom was a big 16 fan, 16 Candles fan, so like I remember watching that movie very very frequently. All the Hughes movies have always been really solid. Uh-huh. Yeah. I uh, uh, I, I like that one, but I, Breakfast Club is probably my top favorite. Personally. I don't know. I feel like the first Home Alone might be my favorite of his movies. I, oh, as I much as I love Breakfast Club, but I just love Home Alone. I forget that that's a, that's a, Hughes, a Hughes film. Yeah. Uh, here's the last one. All Stay right. Stay gold. Stay gold, pony boy. Stay gold. Oh, no. I know this one. It's a uh, oh god. Ready? Here we go. Stay gold, pony boy. Stay gold. <laughs> um. It's not the Warriors. It is not the Warriors. That was a seventies movie. Yeah, we already talked about that. <laughs> um. So it's the Warriors two and. It's Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> 
Um, is it on Disney Plus? <laughs> Let me look that up real quick. Um, I'm going to say it's in 1985, though, whatever this is. No, I already said this is between 80 to 84. I know you're tricking me, though. I'm not. That's why this one this one's outside of the date range. It's not. Um, it's in the date range. I got nothing. 1983. The Outsiders. You almost said the Warriors. Yeah, I almost did. I got the you outsiders. thinking about it. The, the outsiders. outsiders. Stay gold, Pony Boy. Nice. And all of you guys at home, you guys stay golden, Pony Boys. Or girls. Or uh, what are all the things? Here, gender non-binary. Yeah, politically, you guys stay golden. That's just, all I'll just say. You just say, and you don't have to say that, uh, guys. You just say, everyone stay golden. Everyone stay golden. You stay classy, San Diego, and I feel New Zealand. <laughs> I also feel New Zealand. Hey, did you know that uh, John Hughes wrote Drobit Taylor? No.
been an IFNZ production.